Welcome to the Lockdown Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. I want to talk about if the Washington Wizards should monitor the Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant net situation. I want to talk a little bit about the playoffs and the Wizards. We're at a great NBA Draft Prospects Pro Day yesterday. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I want to open up with the uh, NBA playoffs. You know, the, the real reason I want to talk about it is because a lot of former Wizards are playing. We're playing last night with the Mavericks and Golden State. Um, Otto Porter didn't play, but, you know, he's on the Warriors, and he's been a really good um, role player for them. He's fitting very well with that team. Gary Payton II has been a great defensive role player for them as well, but he's injured, uh, hasn't been able to play. And, of course, with the Mavericks, you know, we'll always, you know, go back to the trade with Porzingis for Davies Vertons and Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and I was listening to some things that Charles Barkley said about that Mavericks team. He said that their playoff run was a fluke. Um, he kind of he, he compared it to the Suns run last year when a lot of teams were injured, like the Lakers were injured. Um, Kawhi Leonard had a torn ACL. There was a lot of injuries that happened. You know, Jamal Murray with the Nuggets was out. Um, and the Suns took advantage of that. Now, this year um, – the Mavs, they just they skunked the Suns in that game seven. So it's not comparable with the amount of injuries. Kawhi Leonard out once again, Jamal Murray out with the Nuggets. So, you know, the Nuggets are going to be back and better next year. He was saying that the Suns will probably – you will see what happens with them because I, they might they might trade DeAndre Ayton. The Clippers will be back. So he, he named a couple of teams that we will be back and better. The Grizzlies, the Warriors are going to be the Warriors for the next couple of years. I mean, Steph Curry is incredible. Klay Thompson had a – Heck of a game! Hit what seven threes last night. He just went. He just went crazy from three. Said he really sh- should have made ten threes last night. He had thirty-two points. Had eight. He was eight for sixteen from the three-point line, which is ridiculous. Uh, Kavon Looney, ten points, and eighteen boards. He was an X factor last night. Eighteen rebounds is just Dennis Rodman esque uh, type of rebound. Andrew Wiggins has found a found a home with the Warriors. Um, eighteen points and ten boards. Jordan Poole, sixteen points. Moses Moody, a guy who I wanted the Wizards to draft last year who uh, went a couple spots ahead of the Wizards, had uh, seven points and is playing really well as a rookie. Jonathan Kamingo only had two minutes last night. So that team, the Warriors, team, that, I got them winning that championship. I really do have them winning. So Otto Porter most likely is going to get a championship ring. Former Wizard Gary Payton II is going to get a championship ring. Um, but um, Dinwiddie, he he was just up and down for the series for the most part. He had some good games and some, some rough games he had. Uh, 26 points last night, but it just wasn't enough. And the playoffs have been rough. It's been a lot of blowouts. Look at Doncic defensively. They just hunt him. They look for him defensively. And um, it's similar to James Harden in, in, in a sense where James Harden is just incredible on offense, but defensively teams look for him. They hunt him and they force feed whoever is guarding. They, they look for Luka on the defensive end, and they go right at him. That first half of Luka was, was was rough. The second half was a lot better, but it was just a little too late, too little too late. But just looking at the playoffs and looking at some of the former Wizards, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, he had a better role there coming off the bench. Once again, very inconsistent, though. 20, in the Suns series, he had eight points in game one, 11 points in game two. 
four points in game three, 10 points in game five. Um, games, I'm sorry, game five, he had two points. Game six, he had 15 points. Game seven, he had 30 points. So he had, he had two games, three games in the series where he had single digits, single singles. And then he had four games in that seven-game series where he had double digits. One was 11, one was 10. So it just shows the inconsistency of Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and then in the gentleman's sweep series against the Warriors, he had four points in game two, 17 in game one, 10 points in game four, 26 in game three. And then 26 last night. So it was just very inconsistent. One game about four points, and then the next game he'll have about 20 points. So it's very inconsistent. Similar to what he did with the Wizards, in a sense. And then Davies Bertans played the way that he played uh with the Wizards three points last night, five points in game four. Uh game three had two points. Game two, he had six points, and then game one, he had zero points. So just wanted to touch on the playoffs a little bit because I usually forget. I say I'm gonna talk about the playoffs. And then at the end, I usually forget, but the the Heat and Celtics play um, game six. And I know it's Memorial Day weekend, so I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. I have the, I have the Celtics winning game six, beating the Heat in Boston. So it's going to be Warriors-Celtics. I'm going to go to bet online. I'm picking the Warriors to win in six. I'm going to say it goes to six. It could go to seven. I wouldn't be surprised about that. But this is going to be a good series. I do think there's going to be some closer games. I don't think every game is going to be a blow. These teams are just very, very talented. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are just playing very well together. M.A. Udoka is a good coach. He's gotten better throughout the season. They were 23 and 25 at one point, and they weathered the storm, something that the Wizards couldn't do. The Wizards had a huge storm, and they weren't able to weather it with a lot of uh, personalities and chemistry issues and locker room issues. Um, you know, Marcus Smart said some things to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown that they got to move the ball and pass the ball, and they responded well to that, and they improved. And Marcus Smart became their point guard, and they gelled together as a team. So they're going to be in the, in the finals with a first-year head coach um, going up against the uh, Golden State Warriors, who are just a well-oiled machine. Steph Curry, three-time champion. Klay Thompson, three-time champion. Jeremiah Green, three-time champion. Um, it's going to be a fun series to watch. But like I said before, um, and then also an interesting nugget. This is why I wanted to talk about the series as well. Charles Barkley. Last night in the post game show inside the NBA, he brought up a good point too that could correlate to the Washington Wizards as well. And it was funny, not funny. There were fans throwing trash at Charles. Charles got up and was about to throw something back at the fans. Um, I wrote down in my notes while watching the post game show. He said, um, talking about Jalen Brunson, he said that um, is the team going about? He said they should do a sign and trade with Jalen Brunson. And the Wizards, he didn't say the Wizards should get in on it, but I think the Wizards should target Jalen Brunson at the point guard position. Jalen Brunson is going to, he's projected to make about 18 to $20 million, similar to what Spencer Dinwiddie got last year from the Wizards. But he said, is the team going to be stuck or are they going to be a contender if they give guys, you know, a, a contract, a good amount of money? And that's the situation they are in with Jalen Brunson. He said they're going to stay stuck. He said that they should trade him. They should do a sign and trade to get multiple guys. Now, I feel like they should bring him back, but that correlates a little bit with the Wizards. You know, should the Wizards do a sign and trade with Bradley Bill and get multiple guys and start over? Or should they keep him and give him the money and the Wizards could possibly stuck at where they are, maybe in that 10th at best sixth seed? So it stuck out to me. Those That comment by, by Charles stuck out to me a lot because basically what he said is, you know, are, are they going to be running in that, that circle or that treadmill? Are they going to be in that same spot they were this year or even worse, if they give Jalen Brunson a good amount of money, they can't sign other guys. If the Wizards get Bradley Bill, that max deal, who else can they who else can they add to make the team better? Can they maneuver and make moves to, to be better? Or giving Bradley Bill that max money, are they going to be stuck in purgatory? 
or where we're at, where at best we're a plan team, eighth seed. What's the ceiling that Bradley can Bradley Bill elevate this team? Can Jalen Brunson make this team any better with Luca? What guys can they add if they give Jalen Brunson, you know, a three-year, sixty million dollar contract? So that was intriguing to me, what stood out to me last night. But um, once again, we see some former Wizards moving along to the championship. So Otto Porter, Gary Payton, second. We'll see if they get rings. I think they will. And um, we saw Spencer Dinwiddie and Bertans somewhat revert to some of the lackluster play that we saw with the Washington Wizards. But do want to get to who the Wizards pro day they went to. Um, it was Benedict Mathurin. Do want to talk about his fit here, how much I like him with the Wizards. I like him a lot. He's my number one guy at pick 10, best player available. But I want to talk about, you know, who showed up to the pro day. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Um, I got the birthday puffs in the fridge. I got them in the mail a couple of weeks ago, and they're really, really good. Um, they're nice. It tastes just like a birthday cake. They really do. They taste like a candy gar- candy bar, but it's super, super, super healthy. Um, got to try the built granola bars. They come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate, peanut butter, chocolate, coconut, and white chocolate berry. Want to try all three flavors? You can get a mix box at built.com right now. With 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, Built Granola Bars will change your world. Bill has cracked the code to better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch, take on the road, or eat as a snack. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So if you've been waiting for a healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, this is your time. Head to Built.com right now to to get the Built Granola Bars, three delicious flavors to try chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Don't miss out. You got to get yours today. Go to Build.com to get built granola bars now. Go to Build.com, use promo code LOCKED15. That's all caps. So LOCKED is in all caps, 15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Build.com. And it's 15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15 for 15% off at Build.com. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock draft player rankings, and, of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so um, Tommy Shepard and uh, head coach Wes Elson Jr. were at Benedict Mathurin's pro day, just to give you guys some context. If you don't know who Benedict Mathurin is, he is six foot seven, 195 pounds, uh, average 17 points a game. His past this past year, his sophomore season, 5.6 rebounds per game, which is really good for a small forward or shooting guard. Two and a half assists per game, 45% from the from the field, 36% from the three-point line, which is above average. 76% from the free throw line, which I would want to see him improve on that. 53% effective. Uh, Field goal percentage was a Pac-12 All-Freshman uh, of the year, 21-22 uh, All-Pac-12 team, Pac-12 uh, team player. He was a, he was the player of the year in the Pac-12 in 2022. All-Pac-12 tournament team, Pac-12 tournament MVP, consensus All-American. So this guy has a lot of accolades, a lot of awards, and rightfully so, deservedly so. He plays his butt off in every possession. This is a high-energy guy, super uber-athletic. The TCU game where this guy – did a backdoor cut and just posterized the big man against TCU in the second round. That really opened my eyes. That awakened me. I was like, we got to get this guy on the roster some way, somehow. Now, I'm, I'm concerned that the teams before us, the Spurs, the Pelicans, 
and the Blazers. Now, the Blazers want to trade that seventh pick of the draft. I would be willing to trade the 10th pick to pick seven. I would move up to pick either eight or nine. If we have to move up to pick seven, that means, of course, you have to give up more assets. I feel like if the Wizards want to move up one pick to pick nine, I really feel like they can do the trade that I told you guys a couple years ago where it was pick 11 from the Hornets and they traded up with the Thunder, or I'm sorry, with the Clippers for pick 10. And pick 10 ended up being Miles Bridges and pick 11 ended up being Shea Gilders Alexander. Now the Hornets gave up their 11th pick and two second round picks. The Wizards do have a second round pick this year, the trade with the Dallas Mavericks, they got pick 56. So I feel like the Wizards can give up pick 11, pick 10, move up to pick nine with the Spurs and give up two first round picks. I'm willing to do that for Benedict Mathurin. That's how much of a believer I am in Benedict Mathurin. I want to show some stats because it, drafting, you have to draft. If, if, if the Wizards are going to keep Bradley Bill, they need to draft players that fit with Bradley Bill. Drafting secondary ball handlers, secondary playmakers that can't shoot the three. And I know we need defense. We need defense, defense, and more defense. We were ranked 25th in defense efficiency. We were ranked 29th in three-point percentage. We were ranked bottom five in three-point three-pointers attempted a game as well. So we need shooters. We need guys that can shoot and stretch the floor. So you can argue with me what we need more shooters or defense. I would take guys that can do both, obviously. But guys that can shoot and stretch the floor, they translate to the NBA a lot easier, in my opinion, especially at the wing spot. Um, Benny Mathurin, we need guys that can do things without the basketball in their hands. We don't need guys that need the ball in their hands to be effective. And that's what I liked about that's what I like about Benedict Mathurin, <clears throat> excuse me, the most. Um, he's a catch and shoot threat. So at 36.9% from three overalls as a sophomore. Percentage he was in the 69th percentile shooting off screen. So he's a good off-ball cutter coming off screens. Very good in transition. 82nd percentile win in transition as well. Look at the behind the back that he did in transition and dunked the ball against Oregon State. Look at the film and the highlights on that. He's a great cutter as well. It's just like Corey Kisper is a great cutter. Corey Kispert, I think he fits well next to Bradley Bill on the Wizards because he can move without the basketball. He's a great cutter. Um, Benedict Mathurin scored 77 total points off of cuts. It was in the 86th percentile for cutting per synergy. Um, great offensive rebounder, too. It was in the 99th percentile for offensive rebounds. Uh, Average 1.4 offensive rebounds per game, 5.6 rebounds total per game. So he's super athletic. He likes to defend, too. Found some quotes that I, uh, that I saw from the um, combine in his pro day. He says, um, I think my shooting is the biggest part of my game, end quote, from Mathurin. Also, quote, I think I'm a two-way player. I think I'm able to showcase to get a stop defensively. I give them 30 seconds, and we get the win because I get a stop or offensively because I'm able to shoot the ball and just have an impact in both ways, end quote. Um, a question mark about his game is his playmaking. You know, can he play, make, can he create for others? Um, he touched on that as, as well. He says, quote, often teams have been asking me what are things I wanted to showcase, and playmaking was definitely one thing. End quote. Mathurin said, quote, I feel the USC game where he had six assists with only a single turnover. I think a lot of people started to notice I was able to pass the ball. We played in a different kind of system where we have guards already. One of my biggest strengths is to score the ball. So I just did what the team needed me to do in order for us to win, end quote. So they had they had Dalen Terry on the team. They had, uh, I want to say Steve, Steve Kerr's nephew or Steve Kerr's son on the team. So they had a lot of guards on that roster. Dalen Ter- Terry is a is a point guard slash secondary ball handler. He's six foot seven. He's really wiry and lean. He's super athletic, too. If he declares for the draft or if he stays in the draft, that's somebody the Wizards should certainly look for in the second round. But I would love Bennett Matherin. If if the, the Pelicans pass on him or if they want to trade that eighth pick back to get pick 10 from us and two second round picks, 
because the Pelicans did a really good job in, in drafting in the second round with Herb Jones. If they feel like they can get that luck or they have confidence in their scouting department again to do that, then I think that would entice the Pelicans to move up to pick eight. And I think you really can get Benny Mathurin. Or even if you don't get him, A.J. Griffin might drop. Keegan Murray might drop. Those guys I'm not very high on Keegan Murray. But for that value of getting pick eight, I think he would come in and play well without the basketball. A.J. Griffin would be elite without the basketball, too. He's just an elite three-point shooter. So I think moving up to pick eight or pick nine is attainable. Pick seven, you would probably have to attach a player to it because the Blazers are looking for veteran help. That's the thing with the Blazers. So you might have to attach a KCP or a Kuzma to pick 10, which I think is a little too much just to move up three spots to pick 10, in my opinion. So, uh, But I do want to get to Kyrie Irving, the odds and the chances that something could happen. You never know what can happen. Players get disgruntled and they get upset. So I do want to pull up the article here um, from uh, – I want to say his name is from – he, he works with the New York Daily News. Last name is Winfield. And he wrote an article about Kyrie. I want to give this guy his credit here. I'm sorry. I want to, I want to give this guy his credit and uh, not leave him out. But basically, he said the um, Nets are unwilling to give Kyrie Irving a, um, a long-term contract. This is Chris. His name is Christian Winfield. For the New York Daily News, he wrote an article saying that the Nets are unwilling to give Kyrie Irving a long-term extension due to personal decisions to not get vaccinated and unpredictable injury history. Now, this could be a pipe dream. This is what the offseason for is for rumors. This is a real. This is not a rumor. This is real. But connection with the Wizards, there's no smoke. There's no fire. I'm just asking: Should the Wizards monitor the situation here? Do they have the assets to uh, make a trade with the Nets? If, if Kyrie Irving demands a trade here and says, "Hey," I want to go to the Washington Wizards. I think that's the only way. And then per the Nets daily 13 hours ago last night, he said NBA teams believe the Nets would be open to Kyrie Irving to Kyrie Irving doing a sign and trade if he opts out of his contract. So he has a player option right now. Same similar to Bradley Bill. He has a, he has until June 30th, the day before July, July 1st, where free agency starts. That's when Kyrie Irving has to make that decision whether he's going to opt in for $36 million for the next year, the 2023 NBA season, or he can opt out and become an unrestricted free agent now. And then he can have the option to do a sign and trade like last year when we acquired Spencer Dinwiddie, he could opt out of his contract, do a sign and trade. Now he's eligible to get a max deal similar to Bradley Bill as well. He, he can get a five-year deal, but nobody wants to commit to Kyrie in a long-term extension. You know, Nike just dropped him. Um, you know, he missed many games due to the vaccine. There were times where he was AWOL as well, where nobody knew where he was. Nobody, nobody, the GM didn't know he was. Sean Marks didn't know where he was. His teammates didn't know where he was. There were times where he didn't know where he was. And here's a quote from Sean Marks as well. You want people here to be part of something bigger than themselves. It's a team sport, team, a team game. It's not individuals. We want people to be here for the right reasons and buy into their roles, find their roles, high character guys. Quote, we want to avoid the drama. We want to avoid the distractions. These last couple of years here with whether it was expectations set on the team or some of the outside circumstances that were going on in the world, they affected our guys, both individually and as a group, really poorly individually. Also, uh, Winfield wrote that the Nets championship hopes hinge on an amicable solution with Kyrie Irving, whose personal decision not to get vaccinated and unpredictable injury history have left the Nets hesitant. And now, according to a source familiar with the Nets through the process, outright unwilling to give him a long-term decision also side note Kyrie Irving I mean Kevin Durant 
has not talked to the Nets front office since they got bounced out the first round. Now that that could be normal. He's taking a break, enjoying his vacation, enjoying his time away from the team. This is the offseason. This is vacation time for Kevin Durant. So that could be normal circumstances there. But, you know, it's, it's something to monitor. We've seen players ask out before. We see we saw what happened with James Harden with the Nets asking out. The, the same guy that wrote the article said that James Harden in the future would not be on the Nets um, after this season as well. So this guy, he he has some intel there. He has some intel there. So should the Wizards monitor the situation? Absolutely. They should absolutely monitor the situation. Do they have a real snowball chance of acquiring Kyrie or acquiring Kevin Durant? And, of course, there's red flags with Kyrie because, you know, we've seen him miss games. Um, due to personal reasons, we've seen him be AWOL and not talk to the team or anything like that. We saw what happened with the Cavaliers where he talked about on a podcast where he thought if he was mature, he, he, if he if he was mature like he is now, then things would have worked out in Cleveland with LeBron James. So there's a lot of red flags with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is an incredible player, um, multiple-time All-Star, NBA champion, NBA champion, can just – you know, make a guy missing a phone booth with his handles has arguably the best handles in the NBA. His uncle, his godfather is Rod Strickland, former Washington bullet, former Washington wizard. So I see where he gets that incredible finish. He's the best finisher under below the rim at six foot one. Just, just ridiculous. He can, he's a 50, 40, 90 guy, 50, 40, 90 guy, average 27 points per game this past year. So I think Kyrie Irving would be a good fitness to Bradley Bill and Porzingis. If they're able to keep Porzingis, Let's say hypothetically there's a sign-in trade or something like that happens where Kyrie Irving is just done with the Nets. The Nets are done with him. He wants to force his way out um, and does not want to return. I would monitor the situation. I really would. I don't think the Wizards necessarily have the assets. They would have to add a lot of first-round picks. I know our 2023 first-round pick is tied up with protections with the Oklahoma City Thunder with that trade uh, with the Rockets. So, we, you know, there's complications with that, but the Wizards – they most likely have to do multiple first-round picks, multiple future first-round picks, possibly um, Kuzma, Rui, Denny, a bunch of guys to package up for Kyrie Irving. And I think a Kyrie Irving, Bradley, Bill, Porzingis trio—that's a—that's a big three in my opinion. Now the ceiling of that team is probably sixth or fifth seed as well. Injuries are concerned. Will Kyrie be there? That's the question mark. You know, do you want to give him a long-term extension as well? Will he be happy in, D- in DC? But like I said, the hypothetical would be that. Kyrie would be happy. He would want to come to DC. He would pick that destination. Now, like I said, this is a pipe dream, but it's something to monitor there. Kevin Durant, how happy is he with the Nets? And Ben Simmons is still there, but they've had two disappointing seasons in a row where they have guys where Ben Simmons was expected to play, but that back injury, he said he was going to play, and then he ended up not playing in that game four. You know, so they have some guys there that have some question marks there. Are they reliable? Are they, you know, are they going to be healthy? Are they just going to be there mentally on the on the on the court as well? That's the question you have to ask for Kyrie too. Only only way I would even consider it is if Kyrie really really wants to come to the Wizards, but you would have two or three bona fide All Star players if they play up to their expectations of potential and stay healthy with Kyrie, Bradley Bill, and Chris Hesperzingas. And I say this if if they're going to keep Bradley Bill, they need to get a player just as good at, good as him or better than him, and Kyrie would be the perfect perfect point guard to come into dc if they're serious about winning a championship and building around bradley bill that's the move you got to take some swings here you have to take some swings if you're going to build around bradley bill um and pay him that max deal you got to bring a talent the wizards need talent they just need an upgrade of that talent position i think Kyrie would fit that and come in here help the wizards like i said will they win a championship most likely not but you just never know you can go on a run in the playoffs and it's about staying healthy it's about staying healthy so it's just something to think about. Off-season talk, you know how rumors go. 
you know, how hypotheticals go in the all season. So um, we'll just see how things shake out. But I just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last position of the finals. Locked On Experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. I know it's a three-day weekend. I just want to thank you guys for listening once again. Make sure you guys subscribe on uh, YouTube and hit the notification bell. Um, also, um, you guys enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Be safe. I know it's a three-day weekend, so I just want you guys to enjoy yourselves and have a good weekend. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Oh, also, Shannon Sharp said this, too. Um, <laughs> I was watching Undisputed, and he suggested if Kyrie is disgruntled maybe a year from now and Bradley Bill signs to deal with us and is disgruntled and is not happy with the situation, then they could do a sign and trade. But I, I would not like that at all. But all right, you guys, have a good weekend. Hail to the Wizards. Peace.